Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Bank. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to review SmackDown, which we can all agree on was the best wrestling of the weekend. Yes, we can. I'm not even going to accuse you of uh, doing a bit there, Wilborn. I absolutely loved, loved this episode of SmackDown. <laughs> and would you permit, before we start the rundown, a uh, bit, bit of the start where we sort of say why, I'm going to go back a day okay, before SmackDown aired to explain why I love the show so much. Um, we sometimes talk about the context of how we watch these weekend shows. Many may suggest it's just indulgent. But I like to think it adds a bit of colour and texture yeah. to how we enjoy these shows, right? We talk about sometimes whether it be uh, with weekend hangovers or with Friday nights or with busy weekends that have to bundle it all in on a Sunday night or with kids or whatever their distractions are. I'm going to just turn back the time a little bit to Friday morning. Um, I wasn't unable to do the preview. One of my favourite podcasts of the week, actually, is SmackDown yeah. Preview. I was unable to do it with you. Um, I couldn't sit at a podcast table with you because I was instead sat on a surgical bench as somebody um, used a needle at first into my testicles. <laughs> pause just for a second. If you're eating when you listen to this podcast, you might want to put your knife and fork down for just a second. The uh, surgeon didn't as they went to town on my uh, private parts with their <laughs> medical cutlery. Uh, opened up a small gap within my testicles, <laughs> dove inside with their surgical equipment and cut va- the vas deferens within my dick and balls, mm. cut that pipe, stopped the swimmers working through, exited my dick and balls, sewed it all back shut, stitches, right? Mm. It's all out there. It's all out on display. Helped me pull up my underwear two sizes too small with... Sanitary product, and by the way, 37 years old, I now understand why I always ultra promote their wings, because Jesus Christ, what? What an addition to a product that must have been. I don't know how women got by in a wingless world, quite frankly, <laughs> because sanitary towels without wings don't make sense to me, because I'm just a, I'm a wings truther when it comes to my sanitary towel use, which admittedly is for the first time in my life as a 37-year-old man. 
Who are Wings? Uh, they were only the band the Beatles could have been, <laughs> and also a vital addition to some always ultra extra protection. So that is the context. As I sat there, hopefully in as much pain as I could be. And you, you, you didn't throw this, get a... Uh, oh. Not even for trying, mate. And that was nothing to do with the anaesthetic, believe mm. you me. And actually, you say this, sorry to, to, to sort okay. of piss on your bonfire a bit here. Um, you know, you say you weren't a part of the show, but yeah. uh, you may not know this, but, uh, you know, I have my little my little birds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I hope slipped. you didn't have any of that room. Well, this is the thing. I slipped the surgeon, bit of a bit of podcast money. We're doing pretty well for ourselves, being the number one UK wrestling podcast. Yeah. And he, you may not have noticed this because you were probably just, you know, staring off into space. He took his phone in there and audio recorded the uh, the surgery. Would you like to hear it, ladies and gentlemen? Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. Right. Sorry, continue. It's okay. So the context of me watching SmackDown was in recuperation from that delicate procedure. Not not, not moving around on my yeah. Saturday, right? I get up and I watch SmackDown. Quite a bit of pain. Um, but I want to talk about the procedure because a little bit more. Because I asked when I went, any questions, Mr. Hamflet? And I said, just one. Just one, Doctor. Well, two, actually. First one is, um, well, not so much a question, but I was about, please don't just lop it all off <laughs> with your surgical implements. Um, but can I listen to podcasts while this is happening? I've got these wireless earphones. I want to close my eyes. I'm terrified of this. Yeah. I want to do it. I want the outcome, but I don't want the process. I'm absolutely terrified of this. Um, by the way, anyone listening to this that's thinking about vasectomy, women... Um, will have the coil or will have an implant yeah. or will have the pill or whatever. They spend a lot of their lives drastically impacting their health and well-being and bodies for contraception. So as fellas, outside of a condom, you maybe don't need to do that much. Yeah. So this, I'm, I'm far from like sort of saying, put me on a pedestal. It's not like one nil to me. He's not calling himself a hero. No, I've basically got a late consolation goal for my wife being 28 goals up. <laughs> this is not like one nil to me. It was, it was high time, high time. Um... But yeah, so I'm in the room and I say, I just, I'm terrified of the procedure. I don't, I don't want to look. I don't want to know any. Just get on with what you're doing. I'm not going to be asleep. So if I have to be awake. So in the podcast goes, blah, blah, blah. So I'm listening. And then it, we get through it and it's all over with. And uh, the doctor says at one point, I just was just really curious what we were you listening to. And it turns out that being completely naked from the waist down with your twig and berries looking their most twig and berry like <laughs> in front of people while they do their professional duties isn't as embarrassing as having to tell people that you were listening to Jeff Jarrett dissect Turning Point 2006. Amazing. I didn't choose it. I just hit play and that was what was on. It was an episode of my world. That's probably the second best wrestling podcast out there. Yeah, it is up there. But how much I love the Smackdown, I promise I'm going to get to a point here. And I haven't told you this on purpose because I want to tell you it on mic. Oh, okay. Right? I was so relieved. The piss went through in sweat. They could see me wincing. They could see how nervous. I was so relieved when it was over. I was on a bit of a high. And you get this paperwork and like the, one of the doctors was very kindly explaining all the things to do, how to treat it afterwards, what you got to do. Um, the surgical procedures that follow on from it. Shall yes, shall yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so you saw, so there's like a feedback thing at the back um, when you send stuff in. We would really appreciate if you could send it in, how you feel like this has gone, how, it, you know, uh, like, I, I love these people. They've just done Would me. you recommend this to a friend? I, like, oddly, I would, right? If they were in a position where they want to do, I'll, like, I'll name a place on this goddamn podcast. The William Brown Centre in Peterley is a great place to go and get that done if you so need to, that procedure and you happen to be listening in the northeast of England or want to pay the flights. Um, <laughs> and I said, and this isn't a lie, and I wouldn't make it up for trying, in my waves of relief, all of a sudden I was like, I'm the entertainer. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll definitely fill this. And I, like, I loved it. I, uh, I'll, I'll give you five stars on Snip Advisor. 
<laughs> That's what came out of my mouth on my children's lives. Oh, and there will be no amazing. And there'll be no more of that, obviously. Yeah. Right? I brought the fucking house down. <laughs> Huge bab. You've gone. The, the kind of pop where when I said it, I was like, you've just said Snip Advisor. They've obviously heard this 50 million times, but they reacted in a way that I know yeah. they didn't, right? I would give six stars to this SmackDown. Yeah. That's how good the SmackDown was, and that was the point of that story. Well, yeah, this, no, this is the thing. Not to, not to diminish, you know, the incredible uh, heroic deed that you uh, <laughs> put yourself through Not feeling Friday. too heroic today. <laughs> but I've got to be honest, on Saturday morning, I felt I could relate to you because you'd gone in for genuine medical surgery, and I'd ripped my cock off watching this <laughs> show. So, you know, we both went through it. Same, same. Um, well, let's get, dive straight into it because uh, I had a really good time watching this yeah. show. Um, despite, on the preview, 100% calling a really disappointing result that I could see mm-hmm. coming a mile I think off. I know which you yeah. might be referring to. Yeah. Uh, so the show opens, they recap what happened with uh, with the bloodline and with the McIntyre and the Brutes and what have you. Uh, and it's announced, yes, it will be it will be the bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre and a mystery partner mm. at War Games, which... Keep forgetting and then remembering all over again. It's a bit like when your team wins, your football team or your, well, your football team mm-hmm. or our American listeners, your football team <laughs> wins and then it, you like forget about it and then you remember again. It's a pretty regular occurrence now being a Chesterfield FC fan. It's just like, oh, bloody hell, won again, didn't we? Yeah. Um, thanks for the three points, Sally almost. Um, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I keep, it's, it's Saturday. This Saturday, It's mate. this Saturday. Should we come into work and watch it together on a camera? And, yeah... The dream team are back on the street. Hello. I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. I'm buzzing, buzzing, buzzing for this paper. Um, and this show was even better at elevating and escalating my expectations for it as well. The Sorry, you've not even recapped it yet. The Brawling Brutes coming out and just seeing them all together and having a big old fun time that they're looking forward to a fight and all this sort of stuff. Drew and Sheamus felt... As much like main eventers as either Drew and Sheamus ever have. Yeah. And I include Drew walking into Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Like, the two of them in the ring, ready to stare down Roman Reigns and the Bloodline and improvising, uh, what was the bit? Like, Sheamus riffed on Oopsie. Yes, Brutey. Brutey. And Drew heard it. And Brutey. Did you just say Brutey? And, like, there was a little ripple of a chant. And the little glint they both got in their eyes as they realised that, yeah, we can get as stupid as they do. but And they're gonna, not going to get bollocked when they get backstage either. No, like reacting and just performing with confidence and comfort. But they're also the hard as nails baby faces. And Butch and Ridge are class as well. Feeling like they're circling the whole time as the two men in the middle are just having their big words. I love this. I love the goddamn bones of this. And mm. I loved not just that they teased what we got later on, but that they paid it off too. Yeah, it was because it, I thought they'd hold off, right? Because we all kind of then had the suspicions of who it might be. I think I've spoken before of how well a certain surprise pop goes down in a war games match yes. in person. But to pay it off on the night highlighted how confident they are in the remainder of this build, yeah. rather than feeling they had to save it. They worked people really well with that house show injury stuff. Yeah, or, uh, I think we talked about some podcast. I had my suspicions that was always a work and like, but a good one at that. I don't. That's not a complaint. I, I watched this to get worked. But from the very, very beginning of this show, the vibe was just right. And the idea that, uh, and I love this now, by the way, that the um, the tribal chief can be on his way and be unannounced to SmackDown is, uh, gives, me the, gives me the feelings, actually, a little bit, because <laughs> I didn't think he was going to be on the show. No, me neither. So, yeah. Oof. 
yeah, I thought oh, I'll be there for the go home show next week and this will just be a bit of an exercise. Mm. But it was, yeah, despite the fact I 100% got worked by that Owens injury, uh, maybe partially legitimate and he's fine through, and if so, fair play to him. Um, but it was the, the I say it, it, it's sort of a, a shorthand now. It's the CM Punk Cody Rhodes thing, isn't it? Mm. Of like, it. I'm 99% certain it's going to be this, and I'll bear be if it is. And if it isn't, my entire world comes crumbling down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No offense, it's Rey Mysterio at number 30 in the Rumble. It was like, yeah. ah, ah. So, yes, they come out. Uh, there's the mystery partner thing that's teased throughout the show. We'll get to that, don't worry. Um, Seamus even makes a nod to the previous week, like, is this thing on sort mm-hmm. of thing with the mic? Uh, he puts over the fact, like you say, they had this incredible rivalry over the years, him and uh, him and McIntyre. Um, but now they're teaming up in war, uh, for war games. It's 20-year feud. There's a bond. There's mutual respect. Hell, he was my best man three weeks ago. He shipped Angela over. Do you remember that time? He was the guy that paid for that very expensive sword shipping during a pandemic, no less. <laughs> so we get the UC brutey stuff here. Uh, and then they say, yeah, we've got there's the, the four of us. And our partner, and they're, I think they're about to introduce yeah. who it is when who comes out, but the biggest star on SmackDown, and I'm including <laughs> Roman Reigns in that, Sami Zayn, who comes out, uh, he gets an Usi chant, he says, my dogs, my dogs. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't care about the uh, fifth partner because, you know me, I'm Usi in the sky with diamonds. Huge breath, unbelievable. But I was immediately thinking like Lucy songs, Juicy. Or, yeah. uh, that was it. My head was gone. Um, but um, I'm going to win tonight and we're going to win at war games in fact I'm going to guarantee it and uh, Seamus it concludes all this basically by Seamus saying I think you are going to be interested in who our partner is and you're like oh, it's happening it's, it's happening, happening. Oh, great stuff tremendous um, really really nice this is WWE I'm really enjoying really really thoughtful to have Sammy and Butch as a tournament match while all of this is ongoing because not only do you uh, you're then permitted to think about uh, like a Butch and Gunther. I was yeah. going to say a rematch, but you know what I mean? Like a, a Pete Dunwalter do-over, which for, like would be absolutely tremendous. But the idea that Sammy can take a loss that, and you, we and we had this later on the show, I don't want to jump ahead, but I just love that closing segment so much. For the first time, outwardly, even Roman is going, Sammy, do you suck, actually? You were thinking all this year. We yeah. were talking about this on the preview. Oh, God. Got me off. Like, if I could get hard, I would have done. Um... <laughs> Oh, it was really, really impressive. And using the tournament to further that has made the World Cup important. Uh, not the real one, sadly, but the SmackDown World Cup. That's that's a World Cup <laughs> I recognise now, it's the SmackDown World Cup. Um, that's made that tournament so much more important, if it wasn't already, because Gunther is a prize now. Gunther is an awesome prize fighter, and that was that was enough. But to fold that into this was just superb. Uh, yeah, speaking of the tournament, what came next was uh, one of the matches in it. It was Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. And we were a bit negative to this on the preview, saying that they're kind of both a bit geek, losery mm. guys. And I insisted, yeah, that's a valid point. But when they get in there, it's Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. They're some of the most incredible high flyers I've ever seen. Mm. And... They can tell a story. Yeah. So you put all that to one side of like, all right, Ricochet got beat by LA Knight and, you know, us Ali. Well, they factored the Ali thing in. They showed Bobby Lashley chucking mm-hmm. around like an empty tracksuit, in the words of Adam Nicholas. And then they show us well earlier, yeah, the trainer saying, you really shouldn't fight. He's got taped ribs and blah, blah, blah. And Ricochet's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't. He's like, uh, yeah, bollocks to that. I think I will be fighting you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the, 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 the early match is, you know, they trade some pins, um, but Ricochet doesn't really want to hurt his mate, which is kind of the 
that's the point of a yeah. wrestling match. Um, so he's trying to get him out there early, but he's not really hitting him with the offense that needs to be laid on him to, to win the match. So Ricochet's like just concerned by him. And Ollie's just like, I think Ricochet at one point turns to the referee like, is he, should he still be in it? And Ollie just forearms <laughs> him in the back of the head. Don't patronize me, asshole. Uh, Arlie hit a top row backstabber, but yeah, anytime he hits anything big like that, the ribs are buggered. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's enough to, to fire Ricochet back up. He hits a superplex. There's a, a plancher to the floor from Arlie. Ricochet rolled through and hit a Mishinoku driver. Um, Ricochet misses a Phoenix splash when we come back, and Arlie catches him in a, in a Koji clutch. Ricochet breaks feet free and just runs wild. Dragon suplex, clothesline, standing moonsault for a near fall. Uh, again, he's getting the referee to check on him. Um, Ricochet runs up the turnbuckle into a backflip, lands on his feet, but as he lands, Arlie hits a second rope tornado DDT. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then Ali misses the 450 splash, and uh, I'm a bit like, Ali, mate, what are you doing? You're getting up. Stay down, because this is the, the spot's coming. But no, Ricochet <sighs> wins with a shooting star press onto a standing Mustafa Ali. Ricochet oh advances head. to face Braun Strowman in the semis. As he stood up and turned, that was video game precision. And what I mean by that is when in the video game the two characters lock in, mm. and it's something that is... Obviously, impossible is made possible because it's a video game. Apparently not. Apparently, it's real life. Ali can just stand <laughs> a certain way and ricochet can, I don't know what, distribute his body weight maybe somewhat mid-flight so I that when the two of them it. land together, it, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful stuff. This match was tremendous. Um, Mustafa Ali is so believable in the role that he was cast in here as somebody that would gradually not want to be patronised. Don't don't condescend to me, mate. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, if I was not right, I wouldn't be here. So treat me as I'm as if I'm 100. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, massive bandage, right? Yeah. Like treat me as if I'm 100. <laughs> and do you know what was so great about this? So great, and why I was on such a high because I just felt like there was little details like this throughout the show. So they have the match, and by the end, Ricochet is like, "All right, yeah, good fight. I'm glad to win. Glad, to, glad to advance." And Ali is sat on the apron, mm-hmm. and he's knackered. So Ricochet goes to help him out. And did you see the framing of this specific shot? And did it remind you of two other people mm-hmm. that had a shot before? And did it remind you of one specific heel turn by one character on another one? And why perhaps that might really factor into the main event of this show and indeed War Games? The Kami, the Kami, yeah, yeah well, AJ said it, so I can. The Sami Zayn's Kevin Owens framing of this specific thing. No turn happened. Ricochet just helped him to the back. Nothing. The shot frittered away. But you were meant to think that. Of course you were meant to think yeah. it because of the detail at the end of the night. Just layering in that, yeah, this is happening. Oh, is this making you think of uh, Kevin and Sammy? It might, might be helpful having that in the front of your brain for later on. Brilliant. Brilliant detail. And then we go to the locker room, and there is Sami Zayn. Uh, Jey Uso's furious at him with, well, justification possibly for yeah. once, saying, why have you said you guarantee victory? You don't say that. You shouldn't say that anyway. But if anyone's going to say it from the bloodline, it's not you, yeah. Sammy. Uh, and Sammy's like, Jay, calm down. <laughs> Worst thing you'd say to anyone who's angry. Calm mm. down. Yeah. Come on. Michael Winner showed this. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't help gonna make it worse. Um, Jimmy gets in between them and to be fair initially sides with Jay and yep. says Sammy you do need to kind of calm down right <laughs> so they go right we need to Rome's on his way we'll need to find out who this fifth person is before he gets here um, and happened again because I rewound it Jay Corpse is at this time at the handshake between the little, <laughs> sh- the little close in one like a slow they slowed it down didn't they Jimmy, man, come on. Like, as they're talking, doing the high-fiving. So Sammy leaves, uh, and Jimmy's like, Jay, you need to stop worrying about him, by the way. And Jay's like, 
you actually like him? And both him, both Jimmy and Solo's Kerr were like, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love every so every many, week. This I, I, I get more and more. Re, right, rewind. Let's watch everyone's expressions in every single frame of this. It's testament to some brilliant storytelling. Sammy doing the bit. You know when you see an American stand up dying on stage and they just desperately try and like hook a member of the crowd in as if they're on the same team. Yeah, this guy, this guy right here, he this knows guy gets it. him doing that to Solo Sokoa, who's just not reacting to anything, is really, you get it, don't you, Solo? He gets it. Like, uh, oh, Thank uh, uh Is backstage with the New Day. We've seen them, uh, we've mm. seen footage of the, the amazing tag match for the tag titles from the previous week, and they say they're a bit gutted. By the way, uh, Xavier Woods... Uh, real recognised real. Nice Tash. Um, yeah, I got some problems this segment. Get to it. Uh, they say that they are disappointed that they didn't win the titles. Um, and in amongst all this, yes, in comes Imperium, uh, Gunther Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci. Um, I still can't believe he's got that name still. <laughs> still. They take the piss out of the new day for losing. They talk about the map being sacred. And then Woods and Kofi uh, take the piss out of their accents Compare Gunther to, was it Lurch? Yeah, that was Lurch, yeah. And uh, Gunther, unsurprisingly, not not a funny guy. No. not not. I don't think he's got a funny bone in his body, and if he does, he's going to smash that across your chest, probably. So they uh, eventually get to a point where they offer for a trios match later, and, uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are going to go and have to find a partner. Gunther accepts and says, you've proved my point, basically. Yeah, Gunther's not got a funny bone in his body, but he's got a f***ing handsome one in his face, and it's called his jaw. <laughs> Um, you can say a lot of things on these wrestling shows, and it's pro wrestling. Showbiz. Yeah. You do not look at a man with the facial features of a Gunther, <laughs> and you call him ugly. I don't have a dog in this fight, right? This is uh, nothing to do with me. Yeah. I just think, can we not get past the idea of calling a man as objectively handsome as Gunther ugly? Can we not just move past <laughs> you need, Like, at least make it something that people can believe. Can we not at least, all I want to do is buy into the story. And if you've got somebody saying that Gunther's ugly, I can't buy into that. <laughs> I can't make it clear again. I have no personal investment in it, but I want to invest. Don't folks, make it difficult for me. Folks, where's the truth? <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, like something great. I love the detail that follows in the match, by the way, later on. Uh, I, I really could have done with a new day selling something for once in the goddamn life. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's pretty bad that they've lost the record. And I thought that's where we were headed with this promo. And then when 10 seconds later, it was like, ah, funny face. And I was like, <laughs> is this just Kofi crushing his pancakes and his hands all over again? Or what? Like, how are lads? It does matter. Mm. It, that record that you've lost really does matter. Uh, but what this set up, uh, I thought was a tremendous bit of business later on. So we'll get to... We'll get to the match stuff later, but I could have done with the new day being a bit more serious. Yeah. And I just again, just don't don't try and sell something that is blatantly for nobody is going to buy that Gunther's got an ugly face. <laughs> They're just not going to believe it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Hamlet, moving on. Are you, uh, you crushing on Gunther? Because I told you he was. <laughs> Emma with uh, Madcap Moss, yeah. a completely new pairing I've never seen before and have never had association with themselves, if you're unaware, on social media. Called him Riddick. Did you hear that? Riddick the doo-doo. Uh, she's, she's brought him some water. Yeah. His throat's still buggered from being put in the cross jacket three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, use your speed in tonight's <laughs> match. Good advice. Which he did. He did, yeah. Immediately hit, because he fought carrying cross immediately after that. Hit him with a jumping knee right at the bell. Um, flurry of offense, but then cross dominates, takes over, slows things down, methodical pace, all that. Scarlet's also running interference. She slaps Moss in the face. That actually fires him up. He runs wild for a bit. Um, but Scarlet distracts uh, Riddick. Yep. Um, and uh, that allows Cross to, to hit him with a knee. Do, do you think it's because they heard Emma say the line, have you seen Madcap, and thought, well, that does not... Like, a human being is not called Madcap unless your brain is Vince McMahon. Yeah, we, we, we're trying to... <laughs> a bit, but, you know, s- s- slow improvements on yeah. WWE. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of the time people don't talk like that, but they definitely don't say <laughs> things like that. Do you see the big... I wrote up some WWE news to the website this morning that I think you might have reported in our news video that will be dropping on your podcast. Oh, yes, is it a Triple H thing? <laughs> B- big Triple H changes. Just planning SmackDown in advance. <laughs> but, like, what? Yeah, yeah, apparently it's the uh, Triple H trying to set up a new tradition where the show's ready uh, Friday morning or sometimes Thursday the night before. The wrestlers are said to be extremely happy that they know what the f- they're doing when they get to work. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that! Ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, so, yes, Cross puts him in the cross jacket. Moss breaks free, but then he immediately gets caught back in the cross jacket again uh, and taps out. Once again, uh, Cross refuses to break the hold, just chokes the life out of him, and Emma has to run out and check on the guy. I think she's crushing on him. Yeah, I think she's crushing on him. Um, do you know what? I was already after, certainly after Saturday, to be like, carry on, you boring <laughs> But this wasn't bad. Yeah. This wasn't bad. Uh <laughs> he took Emma's advice because he did use his speed. It just didn't work. I thought this was a decent TV match. I thought it was... Uh, it's done with faint praise at this point. So you're like, hey, 
Carrying Cross. I see, liked his I interactions grow, at the see, Usos later. I see you've grown that hair. Let me ruffle it for you. Yeah. Because this is the point, right? They legitimised him in the context of match enough that the Usos, Usos could feel pressured enough to think, do we have to check that he's not now with Drew, even though they've just been fighting because he's hard? We don't trust him. We've just seen and Drew make, make pals with someone he's fought with. Yeah. So, yeah. And like while we're talking about it, he handled himself quite well in that segment when he said, no, and when I decide, I'm going to take Roman Reigns' title. I'm thinking, no, you're not, pal. But he believed it, yeah. and that's all exactly. I ever asked for. I all, all I ever wanted is the wrestlers to believe the stuff they're selling you. And I just think that if the Drew thing is done, maybe it's not. Maybe they'll revisit it after War Games for like a TV payoff because they technically won one, I suppose. But like, maybe if they want to go back there, carrying in the meantime going back to building up a few wins is not the worst thing. No. It wasn't a madcap must carry job, far from it, but I just thought this was an over-delivery, actually. Um, speaking of people we've uh, we've fallen in love with, next up, it was time for the segment with LA Knight and Bray Wyatt. Yeah! And uh, it was previously advertised. Um, stand aside Eddie Kingston and dresses his enemies. Bray Wyatt makes amends. <laughs> is here now. Uh, that was advertised earlier. So Wyatt comes out. And uh, he's, he's, he's cutting his promo saying how bad he feels about what he did to, to L.A. Knight yeah! uh, last week. And he says, I want to apologize. You know, I, I think about all the things I've, bad things I've done in my past. Uh, and I, you know, I grew up with this, with this foolish idea that fear means respect. Um, but he can't really get too far into it before L.A. Knight yeah! comes out. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, to be fair, I think, uh, I think I've kind of gained your respect somewhat because I've proven that I'm, I'm not really scared of you. Um, and he gets in there. And you're like, okay, we're just going to get like a nice handshake. LA Knight slaps the fucking taste out of Bray Wyatt's mouth. Yeah. And then just whoo, runs out onto the apron. And uh, he says, hey, uh, uh, calm down. Yeah. Uh, we're even now. I accept your apology. Now we're even. Wyatt was fizzing. After this first slap, he was fizzing, but that was early night trying to explain that, wasn't he's it? Like, Calm the situation down. Why it's like, okay, right, fine, we are, we're even. You know, I, I got these urges, man, <laughs> and I've got to fight these urges of what I want to do to you now because you just slapped me. It's... He says, but now you've got a decision to make that's going to affect the rest of your life. And again, it's going to be a, a handshake. It seems <laughs> he offers his hand to LA Knight. LA Knight goes, yeah, I'm f***ing legs out of the ring. <laughs> Two one, piss off, knobhead. Late winner for LA Knight. <laughs> Late winner for Knight. Ninety plus five. He says, he says, I've been waiting all night to do all that. And Bray Wyatt in a legitimate cell of like, oh, you've really done up now. Yeah, just the screen's going all bonkers behind behind LA Knight and. Um, Wyatt's just sort of leaning on, I think it was the middle rope, mm -hmm. just unblinking, just staring, and you can just feel the the fume that's coming from this guy. Yeah, Sky Sports breaking news, Fiend's back. <laughs> this was unbelievable. This was absolutely, and by that I mean in the literal sense, because I could not believe how engaged I suddenly was in LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt. We kept saying, or at least I kept saying, I don't want to throw you under this specific bus, Ah, oh, it's all well and good, but at the end of the day, it's LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, it cannot be any good at the pay-per-view. Holy Right, Bray's face, for the first time in my goddamn life, I understand what about three million uh, Fiend Belt purchases are on about, <laughs> because that was a death stare, unlike any I've seen in years from a pro wrestler. How he held on it, as you say, unblinking, unflinching. The, the second 
strike, which I, and this is the thing, right, it subverted my expectations because what I thought was going to happen, he does a slap and he stood on the apron and it was really uniquely framed. Like they went for a handshake through the, between the space, between the top and the middle yeah, rope. Yeah. Didn't even look right. So that was, that was, that was helpful. But I thought uh, Bray was going to offer him his hand and then say like spooky Bray stuff. So, well, remember when you take my hand, you're doing a deal with the devil. Mm. Something like that. And LA Knight doesn't shake and backs off and yeah, he's, yeah, uh, yeah. he's rattled. He's spooked, you know. Shouldn't have even tried to equalize. I just realized that. I thought that's what they were going to do. Completely subverted it. LA Knight is a prick. So, of course, he wants to win 2 1. Of course, he knows. Get that crap off my screen. <laughs> yeah. Of course, he would think like that. Now he realizes what he's got. Only now. It takes LA Knight to leap over the line before he realizes that he just leapt into a pile of horseshit. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't think that before, before doing so. So, logically, this makes so much more sense. And I thought this played magnet. The cr- like, go and watch it back and listen to the fans' response to that second slap. They're, oh my God, what's he done? Yeah. So if you're thinking that, oh God, that means you bought into Uncle exactly. Howdy. That means you bought into Bray Wyatt being a threat. Hey, I was, I was getting there going, right, get, I'm sorry, but get the bloodline out of War Games. We'll have uh, LA Knight and the Maximum Male Models versus <laughs> Bray Wyatt and his toys from his... <laughs> Uncle Howdy and the Fiend. He's just putting on different masks. <laughs> Uh, right, they, re- oh, they, they recap with Shayna and Shotzi and what happened last week. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and this is when they have the Usos and, and Karrion Cross and Scarlet. And uh, yeah, Cross says, oh, no, I'm not the partner. But when time comes, I am going to be taking those titles off Roman Reigns. Uh, in the midst of all that, by the way, Bray Wyatt is in the background arguing with himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler. Skip. Oh, we can't undo it on this one. <laughs> Look, I, I, I literally said what was going to happen on the preview here. It's sort of a... A sad realization I've come to, but also I don't know. I don't know whether it's like copium for me because I was like, "Look, you've got Shotzi at the pape versus Ronda, so clearly Shotzi can't lose here to no. Shayna Baszler." And Shayna Baszler's role is sort of the heavy who loses or gets laid out so that her boss can kind of win the big one, which is a crap position to be in, but. Somehow a better position than she was in, despite how mint she was in NXT, because they just didn't really know what to do with her. All of that is correct. So the answer to this is surely don't book this match. Exactly. Like, yeah. don't book... If you want to have Shotzi have a run-up to Ronda, just don't put the inconvenience of a Shayna Baszler defeat in the middle of it, because that was what pissed me off. It wasn't a convincing win. Like, she doesn't look as hard or as convincingly tough as Ron, as Shayna. Yeah, so you Ra- have to Rousey be... ran interference, basically, to allow yeah. Baszler to take over. Then out came Raquel Rodriguez... Um, that distracts Shane and she gets rolled up and Shotzi steals one. It's not like, oh, cool, well, if that happens on Saturday, then the title will change. It's not going to change hands. I wish, because, by the way, I don't have as big a problem with, um, let's say, Ronda... Let's say Shotzi beats Ronda in a tag next week. They book the tag for SmackDown, don't they? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say Shotzi gets the win over Ronda, and it's a bit unexpected, but she's she's shown that she can beat three seconds. I can get your shoulders down, something like that, right? And that's what that's the story you try and tell, because otherwise Shotzi just doesn't feel she's scarcely believable as a challenger. What's to stop Ronda and Shayna beating up Shotzi again, like they did last week? Clean up on Al Green, <laughs> but this time around, Raquel is aware of it because she's seen what happened last week, and she's not going to have them bullying, and she chases them off, and that's what sets up the tag match. Did you really need this first? Because mm. it felt like a total contrivance. Not for a second. In the context of the feud, or indeed in the physicality between them, did I believe that Shotzi had a chance against Shayna? And it just felt really fake. Yeah. Uh, right, Mega Moran's chatting with LA Knight, who's leaving. Yeah. Like, well, you're you leaving because you're a bit of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know, no, 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 I'm no, done. No. I came to work, did my thing, I'm away. Uh, I'm not afraid. Um, and he opens the door to his dressing room, I think it was, mm. uh, 
and there's just a spooky masked man in there. <laughs> and uh, no one notices what the crack. You notice, mm. but n- neither Megan nor uh, LA Knight notice. And he walks through the door. And then when we come back from the break, he's just buried <laughs> under just stuff. It's like tables, chairs, anything that uh, the, the group of monster could find to to snap, basically. So funny. LTST fiend law of uh, Seth with the toolbox, isn't it? Chair plus toolbox plus sledgehammer plus blah, 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 like putting things yeah. on the fiend's face at Hell in a Cell. He now uses that as his own method of attack. What's your uh, arsenal, Uncle Howdy? Everything in the room. <laughs> Tremendous. Cannot wait. Like I cannot wait. How have they done this? How is it? Is it the Survivor Series? I don't think it's been announced yet. Oh my I, god! I, I assume so. I kind of hope so because I want to watch this with you at three in the morning. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. the, unbearable but <laughs> I love the fact that his, his urges have just taken over now yeah. basically brilliant it's like the one person you don't want to piss off slap him twice and run away actually only now would he realise that he's in trouble that's what too yeah. late yeah Tremendous. Uh, right then it was time for the, uh, the the six man it was Imperium versus New Day and their mystery partner which was revealed to be Ben um, and uh, you got before them actually got them br- brawling New Day Kaiser Vinci Kingston goes for that trustful dive. Take out the Arsenal Kofi, because mm-hmm. it barely ever works, because he gets caught and dumped on the apron as we go Ugh. to a break. Um, at one point in this, after we come back from the break, uh, Woods goes for a suicide dive, and Gunther, I mean, what's the Doctor Strange, where he like gets hit and his spirit comes out of his body? Right, okay. Yeah. That's what I was reminded yeah. of. Just, <laughs> there you go. Um, and then there's a bit where Gunther and Strowman square off, and Gunther's... Not sure about all this. Yeah. Um, they isolate. They go to another break, uh, and then when we come back, they've isolated Woods. Um, eventually, Strowman gets the hot tag. He clears the ring. Gunther comes in, chops him, and Strowman just eats it. And Gunther's like, "What? What? Oh, yeah." And does it again, and then just immediately tags out. Um, and there's a bit where, uh, I think it's actually before that, Strowman chases Gunther around the ring, knocking everyone over. <laughs> I thought for a split second it was going to cost him, the, I think he was going to knock his own teammates over because he's just like, let me at him. Um, yeah, Kingston tags in, wipes out the heels with a crossbody, um, and New Day hit the midnight hour to get the pinfall victory. And Gunther thinks about getting in there, but he's scared of Braun Strowman. I don't want Braun to win the World Cup to fight Gunther, or do I? Yeah. Because I thought this was, like, out of nowhere, they've invented a storyline hook that I'm really into. So the chops not working on Braun is rationale for Gunther feeling slightly outmanned and outgunned by this monster. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's so used to being the giant in the context of his matches that suddenly when he's got to be the smaller guy, well, as long as my big weapon works, that's fine. Oh, God, it doesn't. What have I actually got to bring against him? The finish was fantastic in that respect because Gunther has allowed has ultimately permitted Imperium despite the map being so sacred to lose because of all of that that's now running around his head like Braun was around the ring <laughs> in fact he's got these fears and thoughts circling in his head like a normal human being that on the night if it is Braun that wins the World Cup he now has to have more than just a chop he's got to have loads of fight he's got to have guts and he's got to have determination and all these things that he'll He'll unlock if he needs to, but ideally the trick is he's just a man mountain and you're really a Dragonoffs and you're Rey Mysterios and you're Pete Dunzo, however. They're the smaller guys. Mm. I, I, I don't need to worry about having to bring this guy down to, down to my level first. So I thought this was just such an unexpected treat of, yeah. a, of a story beat. And the finish was 
tremendously well performed. Like him running away from making the save. For what was effectively Braun going, <laughs> like making monster noise in his face. Oh, yeah, fine, not tonight. Like Gunther picking discretion is a better part of Valor. Totally yeah. worked on me. Uh, and then, yeah, backstage, goes back through the curtain. There's Kayla. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Braun, yeah, says he wants to win the World Cup. And Ricochet walks in, his semi final opponent, and says, uh, What's about these uh, flippy floppers? Your words, not mine. Great. Now I'm into this. Now I'm rooting for Ricochet to win. There's like, spoiler for the next match. There's three people I want to win this to fight Gunther for the title. Yeah. Braun, Ricochet, and... All four. And I, Butch. I, I'm going to back Santos Escobar. Yeah, why not? It's a, it's, it's a great tournament. It's a great tournament. I love them, but imagine Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde just getting chopped out of the sky. Yeah. It's a, th- honestly, this is a really, really tremendous tournament. Logical winners. There was a logical, like, Musafar Ali going the, going the distance because of everything that happened yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's been... Or, and Sammy... Get into the final four, the bloodline, yeah. that sort of thing. It's I really, really like this tournament. <laughs> Literally, it's like Jinder, <laughs> maybe that was about it. Yeah. You're like, well, you don't need to be in this world. Get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, main event time. Um, although this was slightly overshadowed what happened post-main oh, event. Yet. It was, yeah, the first round match uh, between uh, Butch and Sami Zayn um, to see who goes on to face Santos Escobar mm-hmm. uh, in the semi-finals, of course. Um and uh, there's just everyone at ringside. So Butch has got Brawling Brutes, Ridge the Fridge, and Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre, because Sammy's got the Usos and Solo Zucker. Um <laughs> Butch gets an early near fall. Zane takes over. Um, there's an argument, of course, between the Brutes and the Bloodline, and Butch hits a middle turnbuckle tornado DDT, and then he jumps up to the top rope, and Zane pushes him off, crashes him into the barricade. Um to take us to commercial when we come back. Butch starts fighting back, um, but Jay causes a distraction, and that gives Sami Zayn the advantage. He gets a near fall. The Usos interfere. Zayn hits his Blue Thunder Bomb for a two count. Blue Thunder Bomb works so much better with heel Sami Zayn. Yeah. Because, like, oh, maybe he's going to do it as a babyface. You're like, you idiot. <laughs> it's never worked. a heel, great. Yeah. He should win with it. Oh, yeah. In a non-important match, he should win with it and be like, win his tag title at WrestleMania, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what would happen. I think my head would fall off. An ooze thunderbolt. <laughs> so there's a big brawl breaking out of ringside, obviously, because all the guys that are there hate each other and can't wait to fight each other on Saturday. <laughs> um, Butch takes out the Usos with a moonsault. Zane recovers, um, and he looks like he's got Butch beat. He's got him in the corner. He's sort of setting up for the halluva kick. But Sheamus and Jay have been fighting, and... Um, Jay either tries to escape Seamus or just sort of gets knocked into mm-hmm. the ring. And Sammy, in a nice sort of role reversal, was like, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> You're ruining everything, Jay. That gives Butch time to recover. He hits uh, Sammy's aim with a bitter end. One, two, three. Butch, unsurprisingly, advances to face Santos Escobar in the other semifinal of the World Cup. Um, yeah, a quick word on the match, and then we'll t- we'll talk afterwards. Yeah, please. A great match, a great great match. Sami Zayn does this where he did it on Raw recently as well, where he has these matches to remind you that he can absolutely go. It's yeah. just that he doesn't he isn't always required to do that, and I think that's becoming more and more important as the eventual yeah. split occurs. It's absolutely now is the time to be peppering in these Sami Zayn matches physically. Um, Pete Dunn, like. I, I'm glad that he's still called Butch. I think we've arrived at perfect form 
Pete Dunne. Yeah. Because Butch, we used to have a bit of fun with it, but it, that character, that Bruiserweight character needed an upgrade. It needed yeah. updating or just jazzing into life a bit. And that energy that he brings, that, that pit bull-like energy, he's not a dog anymore, but he still has a fight of one. Yeah. And I think that genuinely helps his character he portrays, even though now every he's Pete Dunne in all but name. He's kind of kept a little bit of the butchisms, and I'm all there for it. The match was better for it. He feels like a much... A hard-fighting, spirited babyface in this awesome brawling mm. brutes babyface turn. The energy was fantastic. The, the fight around the ring never felt like that fake blur of bodies brawl that you get sometimes with wrestling. So I was glad to see that. Uh, and Sami Zayn losing after Kai. I know he didn't guarantee this specific win, but he pretty much mm. put his nuts out there um, in the same way when he guaranteed war games. Yeah. And that to undermine that ahead of a message that can't be undermined, which is the Bloodline Might Lose War Games, was quite good booking as well. Yeah. Um, so post-match, all the brawl breaks out. Of course it mm-hmm. does. You know, I don't think even Butch got his hand raised before people were jumping on top of him or what have you. Uh, Roman Reigns' music hits. <sighs> to you, you I, I, I need to stop you there. Like, I remember those podcasts, and I was I know I was the biggest cynical prick, like... Oh, SmackDown going to start a Hamlet? Well, I, I can think of one way, Will Bond. I'm there at home, like froth forming mm. in the corner of the It's motherfucking Roman Reigns. He's not doing a running, he's doing a walking. Right? I, I saw you seen a clip on Twitter where I think Drew's. I don't know if he's beating down. So I think he's beating down Solo's goal. And he's like, "Is he out yet?" <laughs> it's taking so fucking long because <laughs> it's still do the like you know how like normally like there's a sting with the rest yeah. of the music where you can bring it in. Just Drew's got it. Like you just boom, 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 in it comes straight away. No Roman gets it, <laughs> and the fight's just carrying on. I wouldn't have been surprised if they had that 4D like bah, yeah. graphic and tree and all that, like a vampiro that Triple H show. <laughs> Play my music. <laughs> so. Roman Reigns comes out, uh, he hits, I think, Ridge the Fridge with a Superman punch, hits McIntyre with a, with a spear, uh, and then there it is. There's another one of your potential championship matches. He yeah. squares off with Sheamus. Oh, my God. Uh, but Zayn rushes in and helps Reigns take him out, basically. Um, and he sets up for the spear when... Kevin Owens' music hits to an even bigger place. And was it the same graphic from the war game, the original Kevin Owens? Yeah, it was exactly the same one. I know he's recently reintroduced that silver shirt, but he wore that there at the time. Yeah, it's the first ever NXT one. Oh, my God. Owens comes out. Uh, My cop comes off. And uh, Reigns and Owens square off. In the middle of the ring, uh, Owens actually gets the better of Reigns, stamps him in the corner, turns around, and there is Sami Zayn. There is the forever feud. Mm -hmm. There's the moment the two of them just looking at each other in the middle of the ring. But this has stopped Owens in his tracks, and it has allowed Reigns to recover. He hits the Superman punch, and you think, oh, no. Here comes the spear. Owens counters with a knee, stunner to Roman Reigns. And SmackDown closes with the bloodline, tail between their legs, retreating, and the opposing team, the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Goddamn Owens standing tall. They're heading to war games. It's less than a week away, and I can't bloody wait. How often over the years have you said, and it's normally in a preview as well, because it just becomes this normalized thing. Yeah, 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 this will probably happen, and then they'll stand tall, and that'll be it. 100 foot in the air, these yeah. were standing tall. That's how tall they were standing. 
the five of them lined up against those ropes, willing the fight to carry on because they think they've got the measure of them. The bloodline, no less. Not just the measure of any old stable. This dominant group with all the belts and all the Roman and all the everything. Uh, I was feeling pretty goddamn oozy after this, let me tell you. <laughs> Holy sh... What a segment this was. The pops were graduating and escalating. The segment in which... The section, sorry, in which obviously Kevin and Sammy had a long stare at each other. Again, Roman starting to maybe doubt what it is Sammy can bring to the table. The Roman and Sheamus face-off for after war games, you would assume there's going to be at least one singles match. The fact that this all has to now take place within the confines of a two-ring cage, uh, where I'm stick- I've said it on other podcasts, but I'm going to keep saying it just because I want to manifest it, because I, th- I think if you go back and you uh, check, <clears throat> I don't know, hypothetically, I'm saying what day, what time October the 26th, uh, where I suggested that maybe Regal would tell MJF not to use the ring and then slide in the brass knucks. Maybe mm. sometimes if you say things, they happen. The idea of uh, Jay and Kevin fighting in one corner and Sammy in the other, load mm. up the Halula kick. Like, where's he going to aim this boot? And then it doesn't matter where he aims it, it's who he hits. Yeah. And, oh, <laughs> like, this, this is... Do you know what this is? This is everything it should have been. And just thank God it actually happens now. Thank God you watch WWE. You are giving clues that things might happen. Yeah. And then poof, they actually occur. This isn't me, you, with Bailey and Sasha going, they haven't ruined it yet. Yeah. It's the opposite. Yeah, it's either showed you a thing and then they've actually done that thing. Technically, if uh, it's sort of his older gimmick, he's the tribal chief now. But with Roman Reigns, the big dog, mm. and Butch, is this a kennel from hell match? <laughs> <laughs> is that why Sam has been saying my dogs? <laughs> <laughs> this has got dog law. But yeah, I thought it was a sensational end to the show uh, and a hell of a, well, a hell of a go-home. But it's not, is it? It's the, the go-home for the go-home. Hey, I mean, I'll struggle at the top of that end segment. I think yeah. that last five, six minutes or so, SmackDown, the brawl was out of this world. Brilliant. Good. And then some other wrestling happened this weekend, apparently. <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts on SmackDown. <laughs> Speaking of dogs. Let us know your thoughts on SmackDown on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, um, already out uh, is the review of uh, AEW Full Gear 2022 with myself and the Dudley Boys. Well worth checking that one out. Uh, and me, Hamflet, and Sage will be back later on today to preview Monday Night Raw. And uh, as we mentioned, myself and Hamflet... We're doing the Survivor Series War Games live stream on Saturday night. So join us for that. But loads more preview content for that coming up later on this week. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag. A watch that says it all. 
jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.